Hello everyone and welcome back to Pass the Salt. This is our fifth episode. Can you even believe it? We are five episodes in and past the salt. So if we don't know each other, it's great to meet you. My name is Chrisanna. And today we have a really fun interview with the one and the only Eden Joy King. And a couple fun facts for you guys. One, this was the very first interview that we ever did for Pass the Salt. We did this interview a long, long time ago. And it's finally being shared with all of you lovely people. And um, I guess what you need to know is that when Eden and I had this conversation, I was so excited about the podcast and about talking to Eden that I recorded this with her and it was a great conversation. However, um, we did record this before we had our um, podcast microphones. So shame on me for doing that, but I got excited and I got the ball rolling and you can't stop someone when they're excited about something like this. So sorry about that, but you'll hear the quality isn't as amazing um, in my conversation with her, but I didn't want to re-record it because I felt that everything that Eden was saying um, was just really sweet and really important. And sometimes you can't replicate you know, something that in the, in the moment, in its original moment, was done so well. So I think that you'll be encouraged and blessed by Eden's uh, conversation. Um, another fun fact is that Eden is on her way to Germany. So when this is released, it's, she'll just be basically a few days away from leaving America and going to Germany. And we talk about that a little bit um, in our conversation. She's going to be studying abroad for the whole school year, which is scary, but also so cool. She's just way cooler than you and me, guys. Um, so maybe I think it would be neat if we did like a Zoom interview for the podcast after she's been in Germany for a while. I haven't shared this idea with Eden, but she listens to the podcast, so she'll be hearing it right now for the first time. Um, but how cool would it be to just learn what life is like in Berlin, Germany? I think that'd be very fun, Eden, so let's talk about that. Um, this episode is for students. So if you're a youth leader or a parent, um, you can just not listen anymore. Bye. Well, no, you guys can still listen, but it's really it's really geared toward the students um, in our network and beyond who want to um, just learn more about this topic of missionaries, but being one in your everyday life. And that's what Eden and I Eden and I talk about. So, what you're going to hear is a conversation about this mentality about missionaries and how it can change and how we can all view ourselves as people who have a mission field in our own neighborhoods and in our schools and in um, the activities that we do and even in our own homes. And so I think that you will be challenged in your thinking by listening to this and, and encouraged. Also, Eden shares about a nonprofit that her family is involved with called Backpacks of Hope. And I hope to have more conversations about Backpacks of Hope, that this was the first of many. Um, and so if you want to support Backpacks of Hope, you can find them on Facebook, um, and you'll hear about what that nonprofit does. And the reason we talk about it in this conversation is because I think that what her family is doing with Backpacks of Hope is mission work, 
right here in central Pennsylvania. So if you're local to this area and you want to support them and what they're doing, um, please go ahead and do so. We at Salt and Light, we consider this podcast a resource and we hope that we can give your youth groups and give your families um, a way to be the hands and feet of Jesus um, in your neighborhoods. And Backpacks of Hope is one way that you can do that. So I'm excited to hear for you to hear about Backpacks of Hope and for you to hear about Mission Impossible and how it is not impossible to boldly go into the mission fields in your own zip code. So without further ado, here's Eden Joy King. Let's pass the salt. Very productive. So we're here with a wonderful, fabulous human. Her name is Eden Joy King. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about you. How old are you? Where are you from? Let's get to know Eden a little bit. Yes. So my name is Eden Joy King. Mm -hmm. I am 16 years old. I'm going into my junior year of high school. Um, I live in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have a really big family. I do have a big family. You're one of how many siblings? I'm one of nine. I have five brothers and three sisters. Um, I'm the seventh oldest or the third youngest. So Ooh, Which do you prefer, seventh well, oldest I, or I don't know, youngest? but I, I always say seven and three are considered holy numbers. So <gasps> That's true. I don't know if, you know, no one's keeping track, of course. But well, you yes. sound like maybe you are maybe. keeping track. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Something really exciting. Exciting about exciting about Eden is that you are only going to be in America for like literally a few more weeks. Yeah, like two months. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Because you're going somewhere really cool for ten months, right? Yeah, yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Germany. I'm going to be an exchange student through the Congress Bundestag Youth Exchange. So mm. it's a scholarship program that's funded by both the United States. Congress and the German Bundestag, which is like their Congress. Mm. And yeah, I'll be gone for 10 months as an exchange student. I'll go to school there and all that jazz. Yeah. And you'll be doing your junior year there? Yeah, my junior year of high school. Is in Germany. Yeah. And you may or may not come back. Yeah, may or may not. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like, if people here know exchange students, you are like that in another country. I know, You're like the I know. other side of that. I think it'll be cool because I've met exchange students here that come here, and it's always so cool to learn about where they're from and stuff. So yeah. I can't wait to share that. To be, on, to be on the other side of it. Yeah, for sure. And we have the privilege of having you on our team this summer. How has it been being on now being on the other side of yeah. Salt and Light, being on the team for... You know, one month down, a little over a month. How has it been? It's been really, really good. Um, everybody on the team is just fabulous. They're just, like, really amazing people, and they all have something unique that they can bring to the team. And mm. meeting all the students has been so cool, and I've just learned so much about myself and about the world, even just in these few weeks that I've been doing it. So I'm really excited. Good. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, I think it's... You are such an asset to this team because you are, I don't know, one of the kindest people I think I've ever met, and you are a genuine person, and you have wisdom beyond your years, very wise, and we're privileged that you will be sharing the seminar impact because I think that the people 
students, parents, youth leaders, pastors, whoever attends your seminar, um, I know is going to walk away with new ideas and new information that they probably haven't thought of before in their faith journey. And that's such a gift that you are able to like inspire people in their faith journeys. Um, It's really cool that you're going to Germany Mm -hmm. and that you're about to go somewhere new because the seminar that you're talking about (laughs) is called Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that the title you're going to stick with? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, So I actually have the synopsis that you wrote and I'm going to read it. Uh Um, it says, this is from your mouth. (laughs) So here we go. You said, so you decided you want to follow Jesus, but now what? You open Instagram or see the news and feel overwhelmed by the injustices of our world. But what can you do to actually enact change in the lives of the hurting and broken people around you? God has a special mission for you, a mission so mighty it's seemingly impossible. But is it? Spoiler alert, it's not it's impossible. Not, it's not impossible. So Mission Impossible. Yes. Um, can you tell me a little bit about it in a nutshell? Just like one elevator speech about what you're talking about. Yeah, so the basic idea is that just like some people may be called to be missionaries in South Africa or Asia or South America or Europe, wherever, um, for whatever reason you are here um, mm-hmm. in central Pennsylvania or wherever you are, yeah. and you go to your public high school or you're on your soccer team or you're in the musical, and for whatever reason God has called you to be in those places, mm-hmm. and I believe He's called to be, you're called to be a missionary in those places, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that we always associate, and we'll talk about this, yeah, but yeah. like we always associate missionaries with like foreign land, uh-huh. and you're someone who actually will go to a foreign <laughs> land, but yes, yes. we always just assume that missionary equals like struggling in another, probably a third world country, Yes, <laughs> and like that's not even really super biblical I mean it is in a way but like God talks Jesus talked about like going two by two to your neighbors into wherever you are placed and going out and sharing the news to anyone to everyone anyone who has ears to listen yeah um so I'm interested in learning about where your interest in the topic of missionaries right here in our own backyards began like where did that begin for you in your life well, I think it definitely started with my parents. Mm-hmm. I think I don't have any better example of, like, local missionaries than them. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably wouldn't call themselves that necessarily, but the way I've seen them love other people. I mean, I mentioned that I have a big family. Several mm-hmm. of them are adopted, um, <clears throat> either through overseas adoption or mm-hmm. um, domestically or through foster care. Um, And with a lot of those kids that we brought in our home, there was a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt, um, and it wasn't always easy. But just seeing my parents love through all that and truly give up a lot um, and make their own home their mission field um, just really opened my eyes to that. I also went on the Harrisburg mission with Mm -hmm. Salt and Light one year, and that again opened my eyes like there's so much work to be done here. Um, I also founded an organization that later became a nonprofit. I was 10 years old and I started it with my mom just in our own house. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We can talk a little yeah, bit about, tell that, us about but, that. 
Um, we basically were under the big umbrella nonprofit of Our Father's Hope, um, mm. and we're a smaller umbrella underneath that, and mm. we're called Backpacks of Hope. Um, and basically, we fill backpacks with everything you might need to go to like a sleepover. So, mm. pajamas, toiletries, a blanket, stuffed animals. We'll put in other stuff too, like books and toys, and school supplies for older um, ages. And we donate these backpacks to five local county foster care agencies. So, mm. um, foster care, if you don't really know, it's basically. Um, our system in the United States for children who are in unstable homes for whatever reason, they might be taken out of those homes and put into foster families, which are families who volunteer to take in these children. And through that transition, it can be very difficult. And the standard practice is to give these kids a trash bag mm-hmm. and they are instructed to put all their belongings inside that trash bag. And um, if they come from an unstable or abusive home, um, oftentimes they're also poor and don't have many things or have clothes, but they're not very nice. And through our family bringing in foster children into our own home, um, I've seen and I've witnessed children coming in and with trash bags or with a suitcase that might be falling open and broken with mm. dirty clothes. So um, through all of that, we kind of realized that there was this need, this yeah. mission field that we could do something about. So we found in Backpacks of Hope and have been donating backpacks um, for about like six years now. So that yeah. is, I mean, right in your living room or wherever you yeah. pack these backpacks, <laughs> you guys are like meeting a tangible need mm-hmm. for this community and for this area. And that is what mission work is. And yeah. so like you are being a missionary in your own like zip code in your own <laughs> yeah. home and I think it's so neat one thing that you said Eden was that your parents were missionaries and like mm-hmm. you got to watch them be missionaries and your parents weren't getting on a plane and going yeah. somewhere and there's nothing we're not putting down people who do that because mm-hmm. that is a calling and like yeah, that definitely. is an important thing that that like those are needs that Christians are meeting as well yeah but there's still needs here and there's yeah. still people hungry for hope and there's still people hungry for like the gospel and for people to love on them and you guys are doing that yeah um so backpacks of hope I want to talk yes, about yes. that um in a little bit because I think that is so fascinating mm-hmm. um and it, it's interesting that you guys are you, I, I say this a lot around salt and light, and mm-hmm. so anyone listening to this is probably going to hear me say it like 200 million times, but <laughs> something that always stuck with me is that our calling in life is, um, our calling is found where our passions and the world's greatest needs intersect. Mm-hmm. And so just with Backpacks of Hope, you're passionate about hope. You're passionate about giving like a backpack mm-hmm. and like something that is dignified and respectable and res- and important to people and that is a need mm-hmm. that is like actively you know happening right now and so that's your calling so yeah um I, I think you guys need a lot of rounds of applause for mm-hmm. what you're doing um question for you why do you mm-hmm. think people struggle with identifying um as them like identifying themselves as missionaries every day. You know, the minute you mm-hmm. wake up, 
you are a missionary to your family. To mm-hmm. when you walk out the door, you're a missionary to whoever you see. Um, yeah. Why do you think people maybe can't see themselves that way? What's your What's your theory mm-hmm. if you have one? <laughs> I think first of all, I just don't think we realize it or maybe talk about it enough. Where mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it's super easy to go to church and youth group and, and learn about what faith looks like for yourself and, yeah. um, like, reading the Bible to learn and grow. And, and those are good things. That's sort of, like, the first step. But then I think sometimes it's hard to translate that into the second step, which is then, like, bringing it into your life and actually living it, living that way. Um, and so I just don't think we think about it. Mm-hmm. And then if we do think about it and we start living missionally and, and we go to school thinking this is my mission field or we start loving people or, or praying for our family members, um, at some point it might get hard mm-hmm. or difficult. Um, again, I've seen that in my own home where, you know, like certain children will have um, significant needs. My younger brother has significant special needs and, mm-hmm. and he was adopted and so there are days where that's really tough, um, and sometimes when it gets difficult, it's easy to just think that you're doing it wrong, or hmm. maybe you weren't really called to do this, or you're not good enough, um, but I promise you that you are good enough, and hmm. you still are called to do that, even if it's difficult. Yeah. So I think first, you know, you don't think about it, and then if you do, it starts getting tough, or it's awkward um, to, yeah. to actually love people at school who are different or be their friend or live that way yeah Uh, yeah I hear you it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's either like a like we're just not think like we're not conditioned to really think of ourselves as missionaries we don't think of ourselves that way yeah we don't identify as that and then if once we do like have that light bulb moment of like oh my gosh like this is my mission (laughs) field like right outside my front door um, then suddenly it's like, that's when the enemy, I think, is swift to attack because oh, yeah. right away we're like, oh, but now I have to maybe have an awkward conversation <laughs> or like, I have to go sit with someone who people don't sit with, or I have mm-hmm. to like be selfless or sacrifice my desire or my needs yeah. for the sake of someone else. And those roadblocks and those holdups are big enough to like turn us off yeah. sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It's um, definitely tough. Yeah. So what is one, I love that you, you know, you say like, I promise you, like you can do this, like you Mm -hmm. are good enough. You are able to do this. What are some ways, um, that you would encourage people to maybe change their thinking and maybe like try like baby steps to being a missionary every day? Do you have any, (laughs) any ideas for them? Well, I think it first just starts with thinking about it. Mm. So, you know, whenever you go back to school or you go home, right, after impact, and whenever you, like, physically walk into those spaces, I encourage you to try, like, when you remember, to think, like, this is my mission field. Like, Mm. I am a missionary here. Like, when I walk into school, I I would often try to think that to myself, like, this is my mission field. And, And then at that point, like, if you really think of yourself as a missionary, how will your interactions change with people? Mm. How will your conversations change? And maybe it'll be a little thing, um, but if we all, if every Christian truly did that, um, our world would be a very different place. Yeah. Um, it still wouldn't be perfect, but even just taking that first step means so much and yeah. could change a lot in your life. And yeah. and even if you impact one person, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you 
didn't change the world, but you just made one person's life a little bit better. Maybe, like, that. that is their world. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, like, you know, the world is not in our hands. Yeah. It's in God's yeah. hands. And so if, if God puts someone in our life that we can just have one interaction with. Yeah. And, like, I've heard you talk about this before, like, maybe the way that we treat someone well, A, of course, show them the kindness of Jesus or mm-hmm. show them the love of God. But B, maybe it will also show them a different perspective of Christianity mm-hmm. or, like, show them a, maybe a racist stigma that they have about yeah. Christians or, a you know, a preexisting notion that maybe isn't so true or accurate for all Christians. Um, yeah. You know, we represent Christ to people, and sometimes we think we represent ourselves, or I represent mm-hmm. my Instagram feed, or I yeah. represent even my family or, or my reputation. But if we're truly committed to following Christ, like the name Christian means, we represent Jesus. Yeah. Um, are there some major takeaways from your seminar? So mm-hmm. this this podcast right here, right now is for mm-hmm. anyone who maybe a went to your seminar and wants to hear it again because it was mm-hmm. so amazing or they you know you only have so many seminars to choose and yes. so much time so maybe they didn't get a chance to go to yours or they didn't even come to impact or they don't even know what we're talking <laughs> about when we say impact but they want to learn about you know being a missionary yeah. what are some like quick takeaways that people could hold on to regarding your seminar yeah um I think the biggest thing is that you are a missionary, um, and if you've taken that first step, if you decided that, yes, I want to follow Jesus, this is something I want to do, then at some point it has to translate into your own life. You can't mm-hmm. just keep it to yourself. Um, yeah, I think it, it's not easy. Um, it's awkward, and sometimes you won't see results. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'll talk about in, at Impact some examples I have at my school where I was friends with some people that, even now, probably still don't have super great opinions on Christians and yeah. may not be, ever become a Christian, um, but maybe I made their lives a little bit better. Um, yeah. Or maybe one day they might hear the word Christian and they'll think, of me instead of some of those negative stereotypes that they might have thought of. Mm. Um, and again, that, that may have changed just one person person's life, yeah, even just for a little bit. It's, and you can do that too. You can, yeah. You can. I mean, the neat thing about your seminar is like you are um, empowering people. And I think my prediction, and I could be wrong, it's mostly mm-hmm. going to be students who come to your seminar. Yes, yes. Um, and... I think what you're doing is you are empowering people to to rethink who they are in a good mm-hmm. way. You're not totally changing identity, but you're adjusting our identities. Mm-hmm. Like, we are called children of God. We are kingdom builders, and um, you're empowering people to leave impact or leave wherever they are when they listen to this mm-hmm. little takeaway and change their corner of the world and maybe yeah. it's just like a slow thing maybe it's gonna take off like wildfire but mm-hmm. um there's not a <clears throat> there's not a lot of people who try and restructure the way we think of ourselves as christians so i'm really mm-hmm. proud of you for being someone who is trying <laughs> to to break that down yeah. um so i want to go back to backpacks of hope yes yes so it's a it's like an 
a little facet under a bigger organization called Fathers. Our Fathers. Our Fathers Hope. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, and so Backpacks of Hope, this is something that you started with your mother. Yes. At yes. Ten, 10 years old. Yes, that's 10 years old. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone, what were you doing when you were 10 was probably not starting yeah. a nonprofit organization. <laughs> yes. I was definitely... Still playing with Barbie dolls, way too old to be doing that. That's okay. I was probably still playing with Barbie dolls. Okay, good. I mean, I might still play. (laughs) If someone brought out Barbies right now, I'd be like, pause, we're going to play. Yeah. So Uh you were 10. You started Mm -hmm. Backpacks of Hope. Now it's been six years, running Mm -hmm. strong. Um, Are there ways that people who are local to Central PA can support Backpacks of Hope or even from afar can support Backpacks of Hope, even if it's just prayer? Like, Mm -hmm. what are ways that we can support the work that you guys are doing? Yeah, so we have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, You can go, it's just called Backpacks of Hope, I believe. Um, And if you're interested in helping in any way, you can message us there. Um, We hold different backpack drives. It's it's been a little bit different because of COVID, but twice before COVID, twice a year we would have, um, like, backpack packing events and we would um put out like everything and then we'd fill like a hundred backpacks that day and Mm. people from our church and the community would come in and that was just something that was really cool to see so many people get together and Mm. realize this was such a an important thing um so we're hoping to have more of those in the future um, unfortunately, I might not be at them because I won't be in the Germany. <laughs> yeah. But um, we have those. Um, we also have a couple different donation bins around the central Pennsylvania area. Okay. Um, I know there's one at my church. Um, and if you own a business or know mm-hmm. someone who does, we would love to put a bin there. Um, and so and in the uh, donation yeah. bin, people can drop off actual uh, items. Yes, yes. So okay. we, we both... Um, Hold, we have different fundraisers as well that we announced through the Facebook page. Um, okay. We had, like, silent, not silent auctions, online auction. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And things like that to raise money. Um, and then we also, all year, collect items. So anything mm. that goes in the backpacks, like pajamas and blankets or toiletries. Um, sometimes different churches will contact us. Okay. And if there's a need, like, we're just really running low on backpacks, they might have a big drive in their mm. church will all get together and donate as many backpacks or blankets as they can. So um, if you're interested in any of that, you can reach out. That's the best way to There's reach out. And, um, and yeah, we'd love to do that. So, like, if a youth pastor was listening to this right yes. now, that's one of the biggest target audiences is we want to reach out to youth pastors mm-hmm. all over the country, really, but especially mm-hmm. Central PA. Yes. Um, they could even do this at their church like have their youth groups gather backpacks or donate items or things like that yeah we've definitely done that um churches are really the best way that we get Mm. donations um and yeah we've done it at our own church in like the children's ministry even where um like I've come in and spoken about what this is and and Mm. explain the way that it impacts children and teens when they go into foster care um and yeah, but hmm. it's sort of the best way that we've done a lot of donations and drives and stuff, just so through awesome. churches. That's so awesome. Yes. Well, I'd love to have another episode sometime soon with you <laughs> just talking about like your experience, you know, with foster care and adoption mm-hmm. and your family's journey with 
everything (laughs) that your family has gone through because that is so fascinating. And and that's another topic that there's not a lot of light shined on or Mm -hmm. not always positive light shined Mm -hmm. on. There could be similarly to this whole missionary concept. So Uh I think it's neat that the Lord is using you to shine a light on things that need to be brought to good attention. Yeah. And um, again, of course, we're not ever at all saying anything bad about missionaries. Oh, missionaries yes, yes, are yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to think of ourselves as them too and yeah. not and not just glorify people who who travel because yeah. we're in the, we're in the same boat. We're all called to the same thing. And, and maybe one day I or you listening will be called to go right. to Africa or South America or wherever. Right. Um, but for whatever reason you're here right now yeah. and we are missionaries here too. We are. And there's nothing wrong with not having that calling yeah. because if every Christ, every Christian was called to that, who would be ministering to your mm-hmm. lunchroom or yeah. to your math class? There's or, hurting and broken people anywhere. Yes. Truly. Yeah. So. There's two right here. There's two right, right here. Yes. Even and in your own home. Even in your own home. My gosh. Like ask your parents about their life story. There's yeah. hurt and, and brokenness yeah, that sure. we all have. So Eden, this was such a joy, which makes sense because that's your middle name. Um, And we will all follow and like and um, be wonderful Facebook fans of Backpacks of of Hope and support that in any way that we can. Um, And... Yeah, if you if you enjoyed Eden's seminar, I'm so glad that you're listening to this again. And if you weren't able to see her her seminar or catch it in person, um, we're glad that you caught it here. Um, and you know what would be fun is yeah. if people listening just take a little challenge. Like maybe what's something we could give them? Like mm-hmm. maybe just like over the next seven days, like do find one place that's your mission field or something. Yeah. I don't know. And they could like message yeah. us on Instagram or something. Yeah. <laughs> Write down the places where mm. you go into, mm. like, even if it's just your grocery store in your home. Like even if you don't go to school, like yeah, you go somewhere in your life. So what are those places? And even just writing them down just to remember that yeah. those are your mission fields. Yeah, write them down, name them, pray over them. Yes. And next time you're in them, you'll be like, oh, shoot. Oh, I wrote. I wrote <laughs> down I this place. place. <laughs> There's yes. a reason God brought me here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, for sure. So thank you so much, Eden. Yes, thank you. A wonderful rest of your day. Eden and I are currently in a children's uh, <laughs> room in a family center in Dillsburg. Been playing with those Barbies, man. Yeah, right. Barbies. We did this whole interview on baby chairs <laughs> <laughs> at a child table. So we're gonna stretch our legs. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Eden. Thank you.